boom. We'll get we'll get the sexy foam going here. Hello, dear listeners, to the sexy foam podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was looking at the stats earlier for this. We are apparently we're blowing up. We got fifty plays. Okay. Like shit. We have two unique players. What's that mean? I didn't know what that meant, so I clicked on it. And it <laughs> says uh, it is the number of uh, distinct devices uh, determined by IP address that downloaded or streamed your podcast this week. So we've had two people that actually care. <laughs> so hi, you two Aww. special people. <laughs> Are you sure it's not just you and me? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't tell me the names. It just says, like, you have two unique, you know, listeners. And I'm like, oh, special Yay. shout out to the unique people. You are Yay. most important to us. And then, uh, yeah, and our most recent episode only has, like, an audience of five, which is fine. That's the Becker typical <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I try keeping the sex thing going. Because I called it dick is not for everyone. <laughs> because, like, ha- do what? It's like, I think we can only trick people into listening to her. Yeah. <laughs> so or, or bath. Probably got everybody. Um, yeah. I'd, like, okay. So, like, to the total of, like, I don't know, our t- this is mostly to our unique people. I'm speaking directly to you now. I named the episodes based on, like, how I edit it, because we do this ourselves. There's, like, a budget of zero dollars. <laughs> and so I edit, I edit the thingy, and I put it together. So that's why a lot of it's just, like, raw whatever, because I'm not great at editing. I don't really know a lot about this. I just wanted to do it because it sounded fun. And whenever I'm doing the episode, like, editing it, whenever I say like that comes to mind that's funny so basically if I laugh at what I say that's the name of the episode <laughs> <laughs> and I said dick is not for everyone meaning for Richard because I was like oh well that's the episode <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even know what I'll call this one we'll probably say it while we're recording we'll probably yeah, say it it'll still happen it'll it'll come up uh no emails at the sexy phone podcast at Gmail um, from fans. Anyway, it's mostly spam and spam. yeah. So whatever. Hi spam. Um, <laughs> thanks for caring. For engaging. <laughs> yeah. Right. Basically anything that we're on, which is only, we have a Gmail and we have an Instagram and it's just the sexy phone podcast. So you can follow email if you want. I don't know. I feel like next time I go get coffee at Starbucks or this, um, uh, there's a coffee place uh, in Loveland called like Lift Coffee, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm gonna start advertising for us because I haven't been doing that. Huh. Uh, oh, okay. So let's do, uh, let's do coffee. Let's do the uh, coffee corner. What are you drinking today? Um, right now I have water. Ooh, exotic. Uh, <laughs> um, I kind of jumped on here before I decided on anything other than water, but I got a wine club shipment in today from Las Harris Wines in California. They're one of my favorites. So I might 
pop a little something from that. Do that. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking. I got. I'm. I'm. I'm not double fisting, but it will look like I am because I have mm. spec. I have speck of light from Verboten again, but this one's the um non-flavored one so it's not like the german chocolate it's not oh, yeah, yeah. vanilla it's just the regular one which mm-hmm. does which does have chocolate notes in it and it actually does taste really good it's more balanced than the german chocolate one that i have and then i'm drinking this whiskey um that i bought at the liquor stove uh oh. it's out here it's from north carolina um what? yeah uh it's called definite i think is what's called and it is definitely not good. <laughs> oh no! Where is it made? Um, I'd have to get the bottle. I don't. I don't remember. Um, it's some. It's. I want to. Ugh. It was like, if I remember, it's one of the southern counties in North Carolina. And I was like, I should have just bought my makers, honestly, because it tastes like, you know, like those nasty like supplements or vitamins you take. Like, no. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll take some vitamins. Um, it, it, it just, it's so gross. Yeah, I couldn't finish it. It just tasted like nasty and I had to mix it with Coke and that hasn't helped. <laughs> so, oh no. But I'm like, Coke doesn't. Yeah. Everything, you know, that's bad. Yeah. I think I need, I might need to get like a cherry Coke or something or maybe Pepsi you might to the rescue. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, <laughs> Pepsi there to the rest. is a North Carolina whiskey that is so delicious that you'll have to get next time you're here. In a month. I'll be there in like a month, basically. Yay! Yeah, it's one of our go-tos. It's just called Blonde. It's so super smooth and just so delicious. It's like 50 bucks a bottle, so I don't really buy it that often. Yeah, no, that's why I don't buy Makers that often because, like, I normally would get, like, make normal Makers or Makers 46 because yeah. Makers is, like, my go-to for stuff like that. Um, but when I get – when I come home, I am going to buy myself some whiskeys that I know I can only buy there at the ABC stores. Gotta stock up. Cause that shit is good. Um, I'm also going to stock up on Foothills beer because I fucking love Foothills. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. to – I need to like make a list. I started doing it of all the places I want to eat and drink while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, foodcation. I just, I'm just gonna be eating. Um, probably gain like 15 pounds uh, while I'm there. Well, yeah. Uh, I have Cranky's, Say So Coffee, Bagel Station, of course, and Caminos. But that's just what I thought of so far, and then. Uh, Fourth Street Filling Station, Foothills, uh, the Porch, and I want to go to Tate's too. Okay, I haven't seen Tate's open, and I no. don't necessarily go down Fourth Street a lot. But every time I go by it, no matter the day or the time, it's not been open. So I don't know if they're like real right now. I hope they haven't closed down due to the pandemic. Let me check. <gasps> closed complete what they are temporarily closed so they're not open yeah well a lot of places are having trouble getting their staff to come back even yeah. though they're allowed to open like bars are open here but they're having trouble staffing well as long as the porch is open in foothills 
and I'll, I'll come back. I'll work for both of you. I just want your food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Food House is definitely open. Um, porch, I don't know if they're dine-in, but they're definitely takeout. I think they're dine-in again, because uh, I follow yeah. them on, on Instagram. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm using a Corvin, so it's like the greatest wine invention ever. It lets you pour a glass of wine without popping the cork out. Because this is kind of a fancy bottle. I don't want to like drink it all right now. <laughs> I am so blown away by that. What the it's hell? The best. Like the t there's just a tiny little needle that pierces the cork, and then you push this little button and it pumps argon gas into the bottle to seal it away from the oxygen. And when it pumps that gas, it releases wine through the needle. And then you take the needle out of the cork and the cork reseals and the wine stays good for a long time. That isn't, what's it called again? It's called a core of it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to get the cork. It looks like a little sewing machine. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That is so cool. It's the best. And I don't know if you can see, like you can't even, the hole in the cork is so tiny, it's non-existent, so. That is insane. It's good. Yeah. Dude, I, I want one of those. You get one. But I don't really drink wine like that though. Well, that's even better then, because like, if it's just you, you can just pour a glass when you want and not waste the rest of the bottle. Ugh, it's always just me. <laughs> uh, oh, I did buy this, uh, so where I saw the whiskey, I did buy this Bloody Mary mix, because I was going to make a Bloody Mary, like how I like it. But mm -hmm. I bought this mix from this like restaurant in uh, Denver, Colorado, and uh, I guess they ship it to local businesses. So it was up here in Loveland, and it was fucking delicious. Mm. I ended up adding stuff to it because I like my my margarita, or not my margaritas, my Bloody Mary is a little more spicy. Mm -hmm. so oh, I, added yeah. in, I added in like some ghost pepper salsa that I had, mm -hmm. or hot sauce, and garlic salt that, that's like delicious from Costco. And I, um. I was like, it's so good. So I had that for Halloween. That sounds delicious. Yes. And I did get the green olives that I love so much. Mm. Oh, and it's funny how you were saying you were watching the Lacey Peterson documentary uh, because I bought this beer. I think I had it, one of the episodes called Melvin. Or I probably didn't. No, I didn't. So it's called Melvin. It's an IPA and it's from um, Wyoming. And I was really nervous about getting it. <laughs> Why? Because of Matthew Shepard and I wasn't going to buy <laughs> A whiskey or a beer from that state. That's why I haven't ever gone there. I'm like, I want to come back. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, if anyone doesn't know the Matthew Shepard story, look that up if you want to just cry for hours. It's the fucking worst. Also, um, I think Morbid Podcast. Um, yeah. It was them. That's how I found them. Morbid Podcast does a really good, like, two-part episode on Matthew Shepard's murder. <laughs> they cover a lot of bases, but I'm like, ugh. I didn't, it, it was, it's worse than I thought it was. 
don't you enlighten us a little bit? Because uh, I'm not you're familiar with. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> all that. Uh, Matthew Shepard. Uh, I won't go into like a whole like a lot of detail, but I'll give like a little brief snap. Um, yeah, Matthew Shepard. Uh, he was a um, he was a gay guy. Um, I think he was like twenty three when he died. Um, he ended up going to, to college at um, Catalba. <laughs> right? I was kind of shocked by that. Um, no, small world. He, cause he, so, so he went to, he was in the school in Switzerland because his parents had to move from Wyoming to Switzerland for a job and he went to school in Switzerland. Um, and then he came, he left that school uh, because on, on a school trip, he got robbed and raped by a bunch of dudes in South America somewhere, I think is where it was. I might be wrong, but this is again, cliff notes. Uh, and so then he transferred to Catawba College in Salisbury. And then um, he moved back to Wyoming to go to school at Wyoming State. And then he was on this LGBTQ group at that school. And it was, I think it was like Pride Month where they were doing something. He goes into this bar and these assholes that were uh, kind of like the town dipshits that like had records and stuff. And um uh they saw him and were like oh he has money let's befriend him and blah 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 blah, blah. have him buy his beer and it's funny because they had a reputation in that town and they frequented that bar that he went to a lot so i'm surprised the bartender didn't say anything and i know he's probably living with his guilt for the rest of his life mm, what happens yeah. next but so they go so the two the two assholes go in the bathroom and they're like let's let's pretend to be gay and have this guy buys drinks and that guy was Matthew. And so they go out and they uh, trick him into, you know, spending time with him and buying beer. And they, uh, I don't know why or how they got back to the guy's truck, but they get to their car, they get Matthew inside and they proceed to beat the shit out of him and rob him. And they drive him to Laramie, Wyoming, which is like, literally nowhere i don't even think there's a well there not the place where he was found is now a walmart but they proceed to like beat him so bad with like like a like a rifle and um a uh just like with their hands and they just proceed to torture him and they hit him so hard with the with the barrel of the shotgun that they severed his spinal cord God. Yes. And he's, and they tied him to a fence post. And so he's tied to a fence post and uh, this biker thought it was a Halloween prop because it was October and almost rode right by, but then he realized it was a person and stopped and called the cops and the cops showed up thinking like, oh, okay, it's probably just like not going to be as bad, but there, I can't remember the officer's name, but she showed up and she was like, she said, like, in an interview, that was probably the most haunting thing she had seen as a police officer at that time. And uh, there was only, like, white streaks on his face from where he'd been crying all night because he was covered in blood. And there were drag marks drag marks in the grass that were bloodstained from where he tried to, like, get away, but they kept getting him back. 
Uh, and the one part of the story that's kind of like, it always gets me whenever I hear it, uh, is there was a deer that sat like by him the entire night. Oh. And then like when the cop showed up, the deer very casually stood up and walked away. And that was it. And the, Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's terrible. And the that's officer... And the, yeah, the officer was like, at least he wasn't there alone. That deer like kept him there. But this was also Wyoming in October, so it's freezing cold. Because Wyoming is like the windiest place on earth. I <laughs> swear to God. When the winds come down from Wyoming here, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, they end up going back. The two dudes, I can't remember their names, but the two dipshits go back and they assault the Hispanic guy, but the Hispanic guy beats their ass and they end up in the hospital, the same Ooh. hospital where Matthew Shepard was at. And they didn't realize the connection at the time because homeboy, they were both covered in blood and they said that it was from the guy's head wound, but the head wound wasn't big enough to secrete that much blood. And, uh, they transferred him to a Fort Collins hospital because of how bad his injuries were. And, but he was in a coma for like four days and he ended up dying. Oh. Yeah. It gets a little bit worse for like the funeral and all that, but, uh, oh my gosh. yeah. But because of that, Bill Clinton did sign into a law. I think it's called the Matthew Shepard law that helps protect against hate crimes and stuff like that. Which I didn't know. And he's also buried in like the same cemetery as like, uh, uh, it's like a high end cemetery. Like we're like, um, I can't think of people's names. I have to look it up. I, I was ill prepared to talk about this, but like. Sorry, he, I really just. Yeah, no, but it's a crazy story. No, you're good. Uh, but he's buried in this really high end cemetery and like, uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy the honors that he's gotten since he's you know died. Ugh, but yeah, really awful. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Like it has to be my favorite murder because I think it was like the first one I was ever exposed to, and I just like knowing more and more about it. So if you want to read more about the Matthew Shepard murders, look it up on uh, Murderpedia or Wikipedia. Also, you can give like the, you can give to the Matthew Shepard Foundation. His parents keep it open. Where do uh, those proceeds go? Those go to like um, like support groups for LGBTQ people. Uh, to um, like, uh, it's not halfway housing, but like the housing they go to when they get kicked out by right. their families, it goes to funding them. Uh, so it goes to like causes like that, all gay related causes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty. Ow, it's pretty good. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you can buy like you can buy a book his mom wrote. You can buy a bracelet. It's kind of like a Live Strong bracelet. Uh, there's other stuff at the Matthew Shepard Foundation. So, if any one of our listeners want to give to that, go right ahead. <laughs> It'd be appreciated. <laughs> I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued. I mean, we obviously don't have to get into it right now, but I'm intrigued by it, that you said. It gets worse with the funeral. Like, I can't imagine it getting worse. Uh, it's basically, um, I don't know the name of the group. Like, basically, it was, like, anti-homo. Oh, my gosh. People showed up and were saying, that like, God hates fags and your son's rotting in hell while oh you're trying God. to bury your kid. 
what is that? The Westboro Baptist? Something? That one. Yes. Those people showed up. Hate. Hate. Hate them. Yeah, and their their leader ended up being gay, so. <laughs> oh, I never knew that. Yeah, on his deathbed, he was like, by the way, I'm gay. Blech. yeah yeah it that's just how it got worse and then like the court case going into all of it uh you should listen to the to the morbid episode on that they can get that on spotify because they covered a lot and i was like whoo i'm gonna cry this is ridiculous yeah all that stuff makes gets me I can't oh. listen to murder stuff like that. Cause no, I can, but it's like, like I've listened to a lot of murder stuff, like just like growing up, and uh, but like that particular one, the Matthew Shepard one, is just terrible. But he did spark protests in Texas, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Portland, New York City and a lot of other places around the world, even in Europe, about gay rights and stuff. So it was kind of bad that he had to, like, sacrifice that and go through yeah. that for yeah. stuff to change. But, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's it's such a terrible story. I, I didn't know all of it until I was, like, reading about it, and then I uh, heard the, mor- the Morbid podcast, and, like, the girls that do it, they were literally, like, in tears trying to record. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> they're they're literally talking like <laughs> and and then <laughs> and I was like Jesus I can't deal with this episode. <laughs> I mean yeah, it's gut wrenching. No, it's so bad. It's uh, it, this doesn't tie into what I wanted to talk about today, but I <laughs> <laughs> it I guess it does tie in with loss. Um, d- there was this customer that came in. I don't remember her name. And she wasn't that much of a regular for me to, like, remember her drink. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, like, generic. I know she was a teacher. Um, and so she came in. I was working with Ashley. And she became, like, the talk of Starbucks. So you might remember the story where she came in. And apparently she had an, an envelope with her. And I didn't see her with the envelope. The lady with the cash that lost yes. her. Oh, yes. I was just thinking about her the other day. <laughs> Me <laughs> too. That is so crazy. I was thinking about her as well. And I was like, let's talk about her. Yeah. Was- <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. Because I never carry cash on me. And at some point recently, I had a ton of cash on me. And then I thought of her, like, what would I do if I just lost all this cash? Same. <laughs> <laughs> sucks so bad it would like there's you can't call the bank and cancel no no which is ridiculous but cash is a risk yes i remember that day though because it was me and ashley we were working and she i didn't see an envelope with her when she came in and she ordered her drink or whatever and she Mm -hmm. went with her car and then she came back in and i saw her speaking to ashley but i was too busy breaking down like the first bar and Kind of back I worked forth. that day too. <gasps> I don't remember. I think me and you ended up closing, and Ashley was like the mid, and she filled you in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I, yeah, I came in after it happened. Yes. Oh my god, it was so. She had like ten grand in cash. 
Yeah, it was like her all her month's expenses and everything. Yeah, and that was so crazy. And I, I was beginning to think, but how she was acting, like I felt bad for her, but I was like, one, why would you not keep that in your car? Two, why would you have not gone directly to the bank? Right. Why are you taking that out into the world? Yeah, and three, why the hell would you bring it into a place where you're going to be in multiple spots? I know. Like, Ugh. where is the logic in that? I don't There's, know. I would be zero. too afraid to carry that much cash on me. I can barely ha- handle carrying $20. <laughs> no! I'm so bad about, like, pulling stuff out of my pockets or my purse or whatever, and just stuff comes out with it. Like, just last week, I lost $22. I know that, because I don't really make that many cash tips anymore at work, at the wine bar that I work at, not the strip club. And... <laughs> And yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in my pocket and I pulled my phone out and it fell out too. And that's why I was too scared to carry cash. Yeah, no. Irresponsible. Yeah, and like carrying that much cash, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because I remember like, I remember the police report she filled out. I remember like the cop coming in asking us questions. And I was like, dude, I was literally like back and forth, not paying Mm -hmm. attention. So I didn't even know like she like left the store because yeah. I was breaking down this this espresso machine right here. Right. And like she kept calling and Ashley was like, I don't know what the hell to do. What should I do? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, I guess I was like, I was like, I guess call Abby or call Elisa and see what they say. Yeah. And especially if a police report's been filed, like Yeah store and she was checking like random places too and i was like well you weren't over in any of those places you were literally yeah. like, from point a being your car point b being the register and then point c to get your drink so it's in one of those three points she said checking- that it wasn't yeah and she's checking the bushes the trash can i was like are you making this up at that point like if you stop for a second and you think logically about that, like you were only in three spots and you go and you can't, and then you're missing something, wouldn't you retrace those three points? And then and if it's I feel like I would be hyper aware of $10,000. Like that's not losing my attention at all. Well, I'm also not the type of person to bring it to a Starbucks, so there's that. No. When, when I when I was buying my first car, I had a I had a cashier's check for the amount the the car was. Mm-hmm. And that was the heaviest check I'd ever carried in yeah. my life. Yeah. I was very aware that piece of paper was in my pocket and I was very aware that I just want to keep touching it to make sure it's still there. Oh yeah, no, I kept my hand in my pocket the entire Mm -hmm. time to make sure it did not go anywhere. And I remember the salesperson was like, I'll go ahead and take that check from you. And I was like, what check? And he's like, the one you've had your hand on since you walked in. (laughs) And I was like, ah, damn, I was hoping I get the car for free. (laughs) Uh, But that, like, I, that was so crazy that we both thought of that woman. I know. Cause that was, that was such a random day. And I know she kept like coming, she kept checking and I was curious too. Cause I was like, if I find this, I'm definitely taking a grand. 
my bonus. Yeah, like, fucking like I, you're welcome, bitch. Uh, I mean, I just don't know how you lose that much cash. Yeah, and then because and like so like the the tale of the two Ashleys because the other Ashley W because her mom used to come in all the time, and I think her mom Ashley was W Ashley Walker. Oh. Yeah, she's already niece in my head. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, I forgot. Um, oh, there's so many things I want to talk about this episode that just kind of like revolve around those people. Yeah, we'll get to it. One of them yeah. involves murder, but um, oh. ew, so it all ties together. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, Ashley's Ashley's mom came in, and she was. I guess she was on something like a Karen kick or something because she was bitching about everything this week. And she, so she had her own conspiracy theory about why that woman had to, had 10 grand just walking around in an envelope. And she was like, well, maybe she was like into drugs and she was going to meet her druggie up here. And I was like, has that happened? Yes. Like, what would she, <laughs> would she do that with a, like two cops present? I don't think right. so. Like, there's always cops at our store. Yeah, if you came in the evening, like past seven o'clock, you were always going to see a cop because mm-hmm. we got the shift change police officers. Mm-hmm. And so her mom always had this like conspiracy theory every day about why she had that money. And then one day she came in and she was, I don't know, I don't know who else I was working with. I want to say it was Summer, but it may have been someone else. She was yelling about how we had the patio tables on the other side of those pillars that we had at Oakwood. Mm -hmm. So she was bitching about that and she started. And then I think, (laughs) I think summer just walked away and then she started yelling at me. And I was like, first of all, don't speak to me like that. Second of all, what the hell do you want me to do? Right. Like, Like what's the problem? Yeah. And I was like, if anyone sits in the open like this, in a parking lot, they know the risks they're taking. Like, you take that risk every day when you go to a restaurant or a bar and you sit outside. Wait, what was she worried about? So, like, you know how we had those giant brick pillars? Yes. So she and there was, were tables on the other side, right? On, that we couldn't see. Yeah, on the other side that were facing the parking lot. Yeah. So she was worried and bitching about these because there had been a lot of reports in the news about how cars had driven into restaurants or driven in patios and stuff. So she was bitching about the tables being on the exposed part of the parking lot and a car crashing into them. And I was like, well, that's very random. Yeah, I think she was concerned about. Yeah, she had some personal stuff clearly going on and she was just angry. And I was like, like, one, what do you want us to do about it? Two, every, if you sit here in this area, you know the risk you're taking. It's the same risk you take when you go to the grocery store, a movie theater, you go to school, you go to your job. Like, Yeah, I was like, I could have a gun pointed in my face at any moment being at Starbucks, but I, I know the risk. So I don't know what moving the tables is going to do about it. So you can, I was like, you can either call and complain and nothing gets done. You just irritate people. Or you just kind of accept it is what it is. People are aware and move on. And stop yelling at me because I can't do anything about it. Yeah, leave me alone about it. And I think that's such a weird thing to be concerned about. Yeah, it it was. It was such a random thing too. Like she just walked in and just randomly started bitching about it. And 
I saw Ashley the next day and I saw her and I was like, your mom is a bitch. What's wrong with her? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I filled her in on it and she said, yeah, sorry about that. And I was like, is she on something, off something? Like, what's Right. Needs to be on something. Like, that's not okay. I just like, because there's so many, I know there's like so many stories like this and other baristas like even at Starbucks mm-hmm. or coffee shops that's why I need people to write in <laughs> I know I wanna, like I contribute Con- your, your weird ass customer stories it's like, just an endless amount of stories mm-hmm. especially when you are a barista you encounter so much weird shit as mm-hmm. a barista mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, working at uh, Rick's and I'm going to go there when I come home because I just kind of miss the atmosphere. If God knows what it's going to be like when I actually come home with COVID cases being like 90 billion a day. <laughs> I know. I was afraid our governor, so our governor made an announcement today. I was afraid he was going to send us back to like phase one. Yeah, a lot of people are, well, a lot of people here are shutting down just to like avoid phase one. Yeah. Or they're limiting the amount of people that go inside. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But <laughs> I'm like, luckily I'm an introvert, so I don't really care. It doesn't affect me like that. Uh, but no, I'm like, I don't really leave the house anyway. Yeah, seriously. Because I was an introvert. I joked about being an introvert before. I guess I was serious because <laughs> I am. I really am. I, I don't care about going outside. Like the like. I honestly going outside kind of gives me anxiety, but I do it anyway. So I, need, I need groceries, but I'm like, whatever. I'm going to leave my home. I don't, I don't want to. I'm scared. But, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, things are shutting down like here, but I really want to go to Rick's because when I was at Rick's and <laughs> this woman, it kind of ties into like stuff that's out of our control. She, <laughs> she drove like the world's biggest truck. <laughs> and she insisted on going through the drive-thru and you know the drive-thru has like the has like the size limit where it's like an average yeah. an average car so this woman had like a limousine going each and every direction of a truck and it didn't fit <laughs> and when i was there she apparently like rode up on the curb but her car had like 60 foot ground clearance. <laughs> so it's not going to bother the truck at all. Right. But she hit the curb and she spazzed out like a Southern woman would do. <laughs> she spazzed out and she was upset about damage to her car. And the shift I was working with, because I was like, I got to do this because I'm trying to leave, whatever. Yeah. Again, not paying attention to what's happening. Right. And, she was bitching about damage to her car and the guy looked at it and her car her car tires were like a foot thick and he's like nothing happened because yeah. the curb is three inches your tires have like seven inches on that damn thing flash why is it our problem you're yeah. the over the curb in your giant truck but you know it's funny is she did that but she came she went back through the drive through to complain <laughs> <laughs> Because she already got her drink and love. She came mm. back. She came back through to complain. And I I remember what this woman looked like and how she sounded. And she she was bitching about it. And the and the shift manager that night was like, Look, you can either call the district manager and she can give you 
like the building owner, but I don't know what to do. And honestly, your car is fine. It's 90 yeah. feet off the ground. Like, right. <laughs> what do you want us to do? And she and she kept coming back, but she kept going through the drive-thru and complaining about it every time. Oh my gosh. But they were like, if your car is the issue, eliminate the issue and just walk inside. Okay. Like, why is your truck so big if you can't handle it? Yeah, seriously. It was aggressively huge. Like, I just, I remember the size of this. It was a forest green, like, Ford truck that she had, like, lifted to the highest peak of existence and spanned it out. And I was like, why? Why? That is so excessive. It got to be one of those cars. If I was driving around Winston-Salem, I could, and I saw that car a mile away, I was like, I know who that is. (laughs) I know that person, and I was accurate every time it was ridiculous like and yeah like the shit you the shit you see as a barista seriously and especially with drive throughs too people are just so ridiculous in a drive through they don't know they don't know how to do it a lot of times and really they don't get it Mm-mm. I go through the drive-thru, well now more a lot because yeah of course a lot of places aren't letting you go in mm-hmm. but there's this uh, there's this uh, breakfast burrito place called Tatas in Loveland. Mm. It's so good, it's like the best freaking breakfast burritos I've ever had in my life. That's so good. Just so right now, shout out, shout out to Tatas. Like that shit is good. Tatas, Tatas, and I always, I sit in the drive-through. I order my what I order because whenever I go there, I order like three or four burritos just to have like randomly. I freeze them. Nice. Because they're so good. How do you reheat them? I'll just put them in the microwave. Oh, and they're not like mushy? Hmm. Mm, They still keep their shape very well. Like this, I don't know what preservatives this place uses. (laughs) 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 Great. That sounds delish. And I sit in the drive-thru and, you know, I'm like, I'm aware. I can see it's busy. I don't have to... I'm not going to be angry because if they take longer to get to me, it's fine. Yeah. And I, I order like my, like my potato egg and cheese or my bean egg and cheese breakfast burrito. Oh, I want one now. Um, oh, that sounds so good. Even though I have like breakfast burritos in my freezer, I'm like, I want tatas. Fresh ones. As I'm talking about this, I want tatas. And I always get up there and this, it's like always the same dude. And he's always like, sorry about the wait. And I was like, I know what I was getting into. You don't need to apologize. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you can see the line. The fact you, you have to apologize about the weight. Right, exactly. People have been mad about it before. But those are the people that have never worked in that industry. Yeah, like, if you're at a drive-thru and you see it's busy and you have to wait there a while, don't be bitchy about how busy it is. Right, you could choose to not wait there. Or you go know what you're, Yeah, you know what you're getting into. Like, it's ridiculous. And I sometimes... Foolishness. I really have sympathy for the Chick-fil-A workers because that line is always, like, a mile around the block. Seriously, Chick-fil-A is always slammed. But they're so fast, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, their their drive through line reminds me of, like, the, like, remember that cell phone game, Snake? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that every time I see it. Yeah, seriously. Because I'm like, people just, people just keep coming, and it's, ugh, I I couldn't work at Chick-fil-A. 
Now, I think it's funny. They're very anti-gay, but there's also a lot of gay people that work for them. I mean, you're guaranteed a day off on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> you get free Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I wouldn't be angry at those waffle fries. Not gonna oh, lie. I love waffle fries. I and love fries. Oh, they do have a good Christmas milkshake. I need to get mm. that haven't had a good milkshake in a while. Me either. I don't know. Honestly, milkshakes kind of make me angry because I'm like, I'd rather just have an ice cream cone. Yeah, same. I'm like, I kind of would rather just be eating ice cream rather than like working really hard to drink ice cream. I'd rather go with like the whole thing where you had to like, you had to race against the clock and like yeah. lick the ice cream on the cone and then like have yeah. the delicious sugar cone crunch to satisfy. Yeah your success while you do it. Ooh, now I want to go to Kilwins. <gasps> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me add that to my list. Hang on, because yeah. I want... I, there's a Kilwins up here, but like I just, the one there is better. <laughs> I haven't been there in basically since I moved here. <laughs> God, no, their ice cream is so good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hold a camp anything else. I need to go get Killwins because they have good carrot. They have like good candied apples too. Oh, I've been thinking about candied apples lately, and they're just freaking delicious. They are. I really want to go get some. Because I remember I I was in I was in uh, Old Town Fort Collins, and uh, I was walking and I was kind of like shopping, uh, acting like I had money and. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to like this coffee shop and got like ground ground coffee. I got a latte. And I went and I saw there was a kill Killwinds and I was like, oh my god, I need to go get like candied apples right now. <sighs> and so I love M and M's and it's like my favorite candy in the woo. Really? Yes, I love them. We well, those are my that's my favorite mass produced candy. My actual. Mm -hmm. Favorite candy is chocolate covered blueberries that you can only find. At, you can only find those at Fresh Market. They're only uh, yeah. they're only at Fresh Market, and you buy them by like the bags. And I'm gonna go to Fresh Market. I need to write that down because I love that candy. There's chocolate covered cherries, and there's strawberries, and there's cranberry. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I've only like, had. I've not had. That specifically, but Trader Joe's does chocolate covered power berries. And I think it's like blueberries and acai and other just berries covered in chocolate. But it's like one part berry, 10 parts chocolate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I actually like, I, I like bit into it and saw how much blueberry there was and it was yeah. like, it was a ratio of one to five like it was the tiny Aww. blueberry in the world yeah. like a mountain of chocolate not yeah. complaining but they put it in like a blue like shell or fondant or whatever that's uh, that, and so oh. it looks like a giant blueberry oh my mouth is watering i don't want that that sounds so delicious I, if i can find them i'm gonna order a thousand dollars. 
<laughs> I'll apply for financial aid to get those, Dan. <laughs> I need to take out a loan. It's Why? so good. It's worth this candy. <laughs> Every time I, Costco had it one year, they had like a variety pack of like you had like all the different flavors. I I bought Ooh. two one day, and then I went back and bought an additional two because I was like, I need these candies in my life. It's my Ugh. favorite. It's that good. So delish. It's good chocolate. It is top. Of, I swear, it's like top of the line chocolate. This I mean, that makes a difference. Mm. Makes a it's, big difference. It's been my favorite since I was like a little kid, like four years old. Yum. Ugh, I want it so bad. Uh, but I don't even know how we got in this stuff from drive-through. Um, <laughs> candy, milkshakes, ice cream, candy, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Drive-through, just people being <laughs> yeah. disrespectful of drive-throughs. Um, yeah. Just shut up and wait your fucking turn. That's that's the point. Yeah, just chill out and don't scream into the speaker box because that causes hearing loss for us. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like we can hear you just fine. Right, and when they say "Welcome to Starbucks," what can I get for you? Just always say "Hi." May I please have kind of thing on the day, like "Good afternoon," "Good morning," "Good evening," anything. Be nice and don't have a complicated order. <laughs> don't get complicated. Yeah, keep it simple. Shit. Don't roll up and be like, hi, good evening. May I please have a triple grande non-fat upside down blended twice upside down uh, hot but cold caramel macchiato <laughs> blended with four shots, each individually layered among the shots. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But not frozen. What? <laughs> yes. This These are real requests. People. May I have the cookie monster? What? Don't even know what that is. It's on the secret oh, yeah. menu. Well, yeah. it's on the secret menu for a reason. Look, it's a secret menu. God. If the so secret- many things that I was so happy that I never had to hear about ever again. And secret menu and the words the words cotton candy frappuccino. Oh. Like they're still triggering. <laughs> I it wasn't until Starbucks actually came out with a recipe officially that I acknowledged it. Otherwise, I would just be like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I remember, okay. So I remember this one time. Well, first of all, I remember the but, the butterbeer frappuccino. Mm. And I ended up making an actual, it's from Harry Potter. And I remembered actually making the correct one. Not what the recipe said, because I tried what the recipe on the secret menu said, and it was ass. And then I tried, <laughs> I tried mine, which was very good. Uh, uh, it was basically uh, apple juice with caramel, and I want to say it was toffee nut or hazelnut. So it was basically like a blended cream frappuccino, mm-hmm. but there was no cream in it, just yeah. the cream, just the cream base. Mm-hmm. And, and it tasted like a butterbeer and you lined the cup with caramel super easy whereas like the secret menu one was like you know one part chocolate four parts caramel eight part white mocha nine parts Ugh. regular mocha with the hint of vanilla and cinnamon dolce and a secret i'm like okay i don't whisper <laughs> <laughs> to it yeah just <laughs> that's the ingredient because I, I, I was like, okay, I've been to Harry Potter World. I know what it tastes like. So let me actually try this. And the one I came up with was very good. And then um, uh, there was the 
uh, Ariana Grande Frappuccino. What is that? I don't even remember. I, I, I looked at the ingredients, and if one thing was listed wrong, like if they put like vanilla abstract instead of syrup, I said we couldn't make it. Because <laughs> I don't yeah, have no, that. Yeah, don't have that. I was like, I don't have that ingredient. They're asking for vanilla abstract. I don't have that. And they're like, Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, mm, oh, mm. oh, I know. I'm crying for you. Oh. I'm sad. I can't do your stupid driving. <laughs> so is there another frappuccino you want? Oh, do you remember? Ugh. One of the most annoying orders would be a mobile order around lunchtime from the people <laughs> across the street. I actually never know where they knew where she came from. Is either at McKay's or Donut Station or Bagel Station. It was that, it was like a refresher iced tea mix with like inclusions and then you had to carbonate it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It had like 20 <laughs> steps to it. <laughs> that carbonation machine, I remember that fucking bastard. God, I hate that thing. I remember a drink like that. And I want to say that was Ed McKay. Yeah, she would always like mobile order two of them and they took forever to make and they were during the lunch rush and it was the bane of my existence, but she was really super nice and she always like put the order in and then came like 15 or 20 minutes later. So it's like, yeah, she kind of yeah. Under, she knew she was annoying, which, you know, makes a big difference. <laughs> that, that was the Ed McKay. Uh, it was Ed McKay. I remember that. If you acknowledge how terrible your drink is, then. I remember that. I used to trade bagels. Better. I used to trade bagels at Bagel Station for coffee all the time. Oh, I miss Bagel Station. And I have yeah. no reason to because I still live here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, my brother, so they have a coffee mug that they came out with. And I love it. And so my brother, I asked my brother to buy it for me. And I was like, buy it for me. I'll pay for the mug, the shipping and the handling and give you gas money. And he was you like, you need another mug. Yeah, I do. Cause I have a <laughs> mug obsession. And he was like, yeah, sure. No, whatever. So I have a bagel station mug, <laughs> but I love the bagel station. And I always would trade coffee for bagels. Um, because I'd go over there after my morning shift and get lunch for, uh, mm. My my ex boyfriend, I get coffee for both of us and our bagels. And the manager was like, "Why do you come here if you work over there with good coffee?" And I was like, "It's because I work over there, right, for hours, and I have been working there for years at this point. I don't want that coffee. I want this coffee, and I want the coffee creamer. I like shit simple, and I want my bagel." And she was, yeah, and I was like, what kind of coffee do you drink? Like, what's your drink? And she said, I get this. And I said, okay, you're here tomorrow because I'll be back tomorrow. And she said, I am. I said, okay, cool, perfect. Well, I think I get off work at 11. I'll be here at 11. She said, I'm here till two, so great. And I said, perfect, sounds wonderful. I guess she didn't think I was actually serious because I said it just like that. Like, like whatever. And I walked in with her coffee order because I got it for free. It was my mark out that day. Mm -hmm. And I made it because I, it was kind of complicated, not like super complicated, but I wasn't going to clock out and then order a complicated right. beverage. I was just going to do it myself and then clock out. I walked over with it because uh, Keenan used to live in the apartments close to Oakwood. 
and said I could just walk. And so I walked into Bagel Station and I said, here's your coffee. And she said, oh, I didn't think you were serious. And I was like, I know, I get that a lot. I was very serious. <laughs> and so I got my breakfast sandwich for free and my coffee for free, but I had to pay for Kenan's. And I kept going in there every day. Yeah, I, I walked in there every day with her coffee and was like, you know, and one day she wasn't in there and I just gave it to somebody else. And I was like, here you go. And I still got my stuff for free. <laughs> I just traded my labor for bagels. <laughs> yeah, I think that's worth it. That's a pretty good trade. Yeah, and I used to do that at Moe's. I'm going to write that down because I love Moe's. Mm. At, at juice shop all the time, we would trade uh, smoothies for burritos. <laughs> Moe's. Moe's is so delicious. They would call and be like, how many smoothies can I get for like, how many, would they be like, how many smoothies would it take to get like a burrito? And I was like, two. But I was like, I'll make it four if you throw in nachos and a bag of chips and yeah. a cup of every salsa. And they're like, <laughs> make it five. And I was like, how about four and a half? And they were like, uh, how about just four? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. And they would walk it down to us and I'd give them their smoothies. Mm. I miss trading barter. I miss it so much. I wish I could do that now. I know there's some key things that I miss about Starbucks. I also miss being able to experiment with drinks. Like, oh, that was fun. Yes, I remember that. And I mean, baristas, people that work at Starbucks drink the most complicated drinks because we're able to just experiment with them. But we're also not gonna go to another Starbucks and order them. Uh -uh. You know? No. Ugh, like I, I miss my drinks they used to make for myself. They were so delicious. I made myself complicated drinks. I never ordered a complicated drink. Right. Like if I came in on my day off and I knew what I actually wanted, I never mm -hmm. ordered that. I was like, oh, I just mm -hmm. want a chai or a pumpkin spice. Or right. Whatever. Like I would order, I did have a simple backup drink. Well, I had the ones I knew I could that could not be replicated. Like I had to make them myself because that was yeah, the only yeah. one that made them good. I wasn't gonna walk in and be like, "Can I get a latte with half of a, a brown sugar packet blended in the milk and then melted in the espresso?" Right. With half like, a pump, pump of, of this and a half pump of that, and like <laughs> not quite a full pump of this. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Different milks. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm making it myself in the morning. But even then, it wasn't that complicated. Because, like, do you remember the marble... Oh, no, it's never actually complicated. You just don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the marble mocha macchiatos they came out with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made that drink up years before it actually came out. <laughs> oh, I think we all did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i feel like that was on the menu before i even started at starbucks and like i think i was hired initially in 2006 or something they must have went back a little, a little reboot because I, I think i started in 2011 god that feels like literally yesterday i know <laughs> it's I been like a decade like, i know what <laughs> What? Why? Why does time keep just moving? <laughs> I am not counting 2020 on my age because I hardly used it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I had a really good 2020. I know everyone hates this year, but I bought oh, well, a house and no. I went to Canada. <laughs> you went to Canada? Yeah, I was in Vancouver right before the shutdown. Like, oh, that's right. Right in the very beginning of coronavirus where Seattle was already shut down, but we had plans to go there. And so I went to Seattle for a little bit and it was a ghost town, which was great for us because no lines anywhere, but (laughs) (laughs) the U.S. Oh my God. I, uh, I didn't No, So like my 2020 wasn't terrible. I discovered a lot about myself and like it was good it was very mental cleansing so i can't say it was the worst i can't say it was the worst year ever um wasn't great (laughs) let's say that it wasn't great but it wasn't the worst one my years keep getting better and better which makes me kind of nervous for like i don't know one year is just gonna be horrendously bad uh, <laughs> yeah like, all the good years <laughs> you know and yeah. it's gotta end sometime i don't know i guess to, like andy bernard like i wish you knew you were in the good years before you actually left them yeah no i'm appreciating all of the goodness right oh my god Total- i mean it's, it's been i mean my my great grandma passed away this year. Was that sucked and oh, that like, suck. uh, my mom lived with me briefly. That kind of sucked, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't the, wasn't the worst. I'll just move there and be your roommate. It's fine. I'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah, I'll get no, my Zoe shit has. <laughs> Zoe has officially taken over the room my mom was staying in. So now it's Zoe's room. You're just, I don't know if you're aware, but you're just kind of like a floating head right now. I know, because I'm wearing all black in my apartment. (laughs) You're such a creep. (laughs) Sitting in pitch black, wearing a black shirt. Here, I'll go turn on the light. Hang on. Floating talking head. (laughs) I saw an opportunity and I took it. (laughs) (laughs) Proud of you. Uh, Weirdly enough, my refrigerator opened. Like when you said you look, you just look like a talking head. Cause I don't know what's wrong with my refrigerator, but it hasn't been like closing like it used to. Well, and so, that's not good. No, it's not. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I don't have that much stuff on the door, like that would warrant maybe, it opening. Maybe the gasket needs to be cleaned. Like if there's gook on the part that touches the other side of the fridge it won't seal maybe maybe i'll look maybe i'll I'll look into that um but yeah no but i i wouldn't say 2020 is the worst year that's i think people are saying it's the worst because it's caused them to look a lot at themselves yeah people have had to have a lot of alone time yeah and i'm not downplaying the whole situation like all through quarantine i felt really bad for people who had to live with abuse and going to work was mm. their and yes those people families who counted on schools to feed their kids and like stuff like that i felt 
really bad for a lot of people. But I recognize my good fortune. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Now that's, that's how I felt. I didn't even think I, I didn't, well, a lot of the, the podcasts I listened to a lot of the murder podcasts were, that was their biggest concern were people that were stuck in abusive situations. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't think about that. And that's not something you think about regularly. There's like someone that's like, cause like right now we're recording a podcast and like, there's probably someone right now that's locked in the bathroom because their spouse has been beating them since five. I know. Ugh. And it's like, and they just had a chance to break away and go hide. You don't think about that. No. Cause it's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. And it's, it is like, cause everyone's experience from like their day-to-day lives to like, if you're in your, if you're in the same room together, your experience is different because you're going through mm-hmm. stuff either like physically, or you're going through stuff emotionally, or you're going through stuff yeah. mentally. It's never the same experience and you, people need to take that into consideration. And I feel like a lot of, I feel like people are saying, oh, this is the worst year, blah, 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 because it's caused them to literally look at themselves and, you know, oh, I don't like this. Let me change it. But I don't want to because I'm kind of stuck in my ways. Right. More it's like, no, use, use, use the remainder, I don't even know how many days, like 25 A couple days. months. Yeah. It's, it's well, almost, because um, it's, it's November 10th. So that would, so December 10th would be a month. So 50 days of 2020 to reflect on yourself and, you know, don't, you're in quarantine. There's not much to do. Don't say, oh, come the new year. I'm going to start doing this. Go ahead and do it now. Yeah. Do it, do that shit now. And that way, by the time 2021 comes around, you've already made it a routine. Right. And you yeah, don't that's think why so it. many that's why so many New Year's resolutions fail. It's I don't know. They don't they're not in the routine. And it's hard to establish a routine. You know, I've never done a New Year's resolution ever. I have said them, but I have never successfully done them. <laughs> Although I have had a really good one. The one that I wish that I actually stuck to was a couple years ago. I have a tendency, I'm just a huge procrastinator. And <laughs> I just let things get worse until they're like really bad and I have to deal with it, like a car issue. I'll just let my car die rather than fixing it or. You turn like, that music up loud because you can't afford to fix the problem. <laughs> yeah, like I just kind of let things get worse until they're like really bad. So I'm like, I'm going to stop doing that. And I didn't. But I've not really been procrastinating something terrible that I can think of. <laughs> That's another thing. I just push things out of my brain that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. No, like there's a lot of people don't think that like they don't understand the balance between like, you know, getting this, getting this done because it's important. And mm-hmm. I've been busy for two weeks. Let me just take a day for myself and literally do nothing. Mm-hmm. If that's binge an entire season or a series of something on Netflix for that day, do it. But be productive the other 14, yeah. you know, like 13 days out of the two weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. 
are be super productive Monday, like, you know, Sunday through Friday and then take Saturday and sleep all day or, you know, wake up and just eat your weight in whatever you want and watch the office or whatever British baking show Mm -hmm. do that because it's, it's worth it in the end. And then it kind of makes you reflect like, damn, I got a lot of stuff done. I'm taking like this day to reset. And, um, this is, I wanted to talk about this anyway, but this was actually a pretty good segue. (laughs) Um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Mr. Oh, I saw your post about yeah. his book. He, I'm he, so intrigued. It's good. It's very good. Hmm. He was on Hot Ones. I love Hot Ones. Yeah, it's so good. And he was he was on there, and I was I just thought like you know every I guess everyone's on quarantine and no one wants to go to like an actual talk show, so they're all just doing virtual stuff, and so mm-hmm. they set theirs up to be virtual and probably the best one to do, and he was on there and I didn't realize he wrote a book. I didn't realize that was a thing. It's been out for, I think it came out like at the end of October, maybe like the beginning of this month. I don't know, but I didn't know he wrote a book and I saw that episode and he was talking about it. And I've been going through a lot mentally and just emotionally for myself this year, but I feel like I've been run over the last month (laughs) with stuff. And I was like, I need to read this book. And so I went to Barnes and Noble with a stop at Bath and Body Works for candles, Avi. But (laughs) seriously. And uh, but I went into Barnes and Noble and I was looking for it and uh, I found it and uh, I I picked it up because I always like skim a I always like read or try to read like the first like page or so of a book. Yeah. And if I can read it. Like right away, I know it's gonna be a book I'm gonna read. But if it's like, mm-hmm. if I read like a like a word or two and I put it and I close it and put it back, I'm not gonna read it. Yeah, like if it doesn't catch you. Yeah, and his caught me like immediately. I think I stood there and read like a, like two pages, and I was like, okay, this is a very easy read. I'm gonna get this book. Whatever. It's also Matthew McConaughey. Blah. It's not gonna be that. <laughs> it's not gonna be that. Like how? Yeah. yeah, it's not gonna be that great. It's so good. That motherfucker is philosophical. Jesus. What does he talk about? So he talks about his childhood and how his like his parents were basically like they were bullshitters and you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Uh and because he was like, I learned to swim because my mom threw me in a river with a strong current, and she was like, swim or die. <laughs> Okay. And he learned my to swim. Child of my womb. He learned Feels to swim. Yeah, he learned to swim that day. And he had, he had brothers and stuff. And he kind of just talked about like his parents, how they raised him. And they just they didn't put up with anything. They were like, you know, you want to do this, do it. You don't want to do it, don't do it. And it's kind of how he like became an actor and all the stuff. It was it's very it was very intriguing. And I normally hate reading about books about people where it's like basically like they should just call it how i got rich and right where you're like i don't care <laughs> yeah mm, yeah i kind of like uh gail hailstorm in scary movie i'm rich you're not uh, like that's kind of how i feel like you're seeing scary movie oh my God, watch it it's so funny 
Um, it holds up too. It's kind of funny. Really? It's crazy. Still funny? Yeah, it's still funny. Um, hmm. But it's basically like how I see biographies of celebrities. And his is actually very like philanthropic, very philosophical, very um, giving like life advice. And I was like, oh, I need this. Like, this is actually really good. And I, I couldn't stop reading it. Because I want to say I bought it Thursday and I actually just finished it today. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm a very I'm slow curious. reader, so. I'm a slow reader too. And that kind of doesn't help me stay interested in a book, which I sometimes, a lot of times have to work at to begin with. Like I want to read this, but it's not grabbing me, but I want to read it. And I eventually will eventually just lose interest and stop reading it. Um, but I recently was talking to JR about how I want to start reading more fiction because anytime I read anything, it's nonfiction, it's either a biography or it's, I'm studying wine or, you know, whatever self-help, self-help books. Um, but those aren't necessarily entertaining, you know, so I kind of want to get back to reading as entertainment. My, I don't, know I, I don't know what to read. Like, my whole bookshelf is nonfiction books. So if you want a recommendation, I'll, I'll just throw one at you. Well, I'm good on nonfiction. I need more fiction in my life. Like okay, I need so, stories. And okay, there's Gone Girl. Yes. You could read that because that's a True. great book. You um, did say that earlier. You could read uh, One More Thing by BJ Novak from The Office. I love BJ Novak. His are short stories, so it's like a you get a different thing every chapter. Oh, I kind of like that. It's 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 really good. I would read it again. Uh, there's a book called uh, Move Over Mountain. Um, it's it's local. The guy's from North Carolina. Oh. Uh, and it's very good. Um, and if you post it and you tag him in it, he'll follow you back because he follows me on Instagram. Ew, shout I, out. You know what's crazy is with that, with the Move Over Mountain book, um, his name is Spencer Brown. I somehow ended up following him on Instagram way before he wrote this book. And uh, I saw that he was starting to write a book and he published it. <laughs> and I ended up buying it not knowing it was the same guy what? <laughs> why did you follow him i don't i think it was like i looked up a hashtag or something like when i moved mm. out here like north carolina or winston-salem or something mm-hmm. and i saw i think it was his page and i followed it because i thought his was just like one of those like town pages yeah and it it was it wasn't it's an actual person and i i bought his book and, he, and he, I took a picture of it and he basically sent me a, a message and he was like, I wrote that book. That's my book. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> it's good. I love it. And he said, well, thanks. And then he started following me on, on Instagram. So that was kind of great. And I was like, I looked back through his page and I took, I, I saw a picture and I commented on it and I was like, I started following you and you started writing this book. And he's like, that's insane. That is crazy. Because I liked the picture, and I could show him I liked the picture forever ago. Yeah. Um, let's see. You could always read Harry Potter. Uh, you could read... Um, I, actually, I actually considered rereading Harry Potter. Do it. In a really I, long time. 
I haven't reread Harry Potter in a while. You can read The Exorcist. That's a very good book. Ew. <laughs> Those are just the ones I can see. I have so many books. Oh, you could read Amy Poehler or Tina Fey's book. Those are good. I read Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. I love that one. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes, Please is by Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. I read that one in uh, while I was getting my associate's degree. Mm-hmm. Like between classes, I would read it. I hate the fact Actually, that I... What? One of my customers did recommend a couple books to me. I just remembered. She texted them to me. Have you heard of My Dark Vanessa? No, that sounds good. I know. And then she said, literally anything by Gillian Flynn, which I think wrote Utopia. Yeah, and she wrote Gone Girl. Oh, you did say that. That's the Scott Peterson kind of... Yes, yes. You Okay, yes, you did say that. Gillian yeah. Flynn. Because I said... Because she was trying to get a feel for, like, what I like, and she asked if I like fantasy stuff or, like, sci-fi, and I was like... I kind of like a blend of sci-fi when it's kind of, you know, when it's mixed with, or when it's set in, like, present time or, like, on Earth or whatever. So and I was like, watch Utopia, because that shit I like. So Gone Girl is set in present time. Like, you could you could place her in 2020, 2019, mm-hmm. you know, 2021. Um, and... Uh, it's, you can, you can kind of place them anywhere, but they make it clear that they're in Missouri. Yeah. But if you, but she doesn't mention it all the time, so you can kind of place them in any town USA. But it's very good. It's kind of like the Scott Peterson story, but with a twist. Hmm. Hmm. It's good. I couldn't put it down when I, when I first got it, because it was like, when I was going, when I was going to read it, I want to say it was like 2012 and nowhere had it. Barnes and Noble, Borders, rest in peace. Um, (laughs) Edward McKay, they didn't have it. Nowhere had it and it was really hard to find. And so I I wanted Hmm. to read it and uh, I knew someone that worked at Edward McKay and they texted me and they said, I got this book in. Do you want it? And I said, yes, I want that book. Okay. They said, well, come get it now. I can't keep it secret for that long. And I said, I'll be right there. I am yeah. 10 minutes away. And they said, okay, perfect. And so I bought it and I read Gone Girl. It's very good. And then there's like, there's a twist halfway through it. And uh, it's so good. You I'll check that one out. I will check that one out since you just watched the Scott Peterson documentary because <laughs> it yeah, might hold your yeah. interest. But it sucks because I get in reading moods. I can't, <clears throat> if I'm not in a mood to read a book, I can't read. Yeah, I get that. I really get that. Because like I need to be like in a in a thing where I'm like, okay, I've I've watched stuff on YouTube to the point where I felt dumb. I've watched Netflix yeah. to the point where I felt dumb. I've served. Netflix, mm-hmm. Instagram, and TikTok, and I feel I need more in life, and I'll pick up a book, and I'm like, oh, and I just, I can't stop reading it. I'll be at the gym, I'll be walking, and I'm like, just reading. That's all I'm doing is reading, and I finish the book, and I'm like, okay, and I really want to have that mindset, because I need to finish uh, a book from one of my favorite podcasts called The Faceless Old Woman That Secretly Lives in Your Home. 
what's that about? It's about a faceless old woman that lives in your home. It's basically, so basically she's a ghost and uh, it's her origin story. Um, And the character on the podcast is voiced by Moira Wilson. Who? Moira Wilson. I don't know who that is. Uh, Did you ever see Mrs. Doubtfire? Yes. (laughs) She's the little girl. Oh, Matilda, right? <laughs> yeah, Matilda. Yeah. Matilda's the voice on that podcast. And she's also, she writes a lot of podcasts too. Oh. That are really creepy. She's very good at writing. Um, hmm. And so we'll she. about her. Right. She's that character. And they have like three other books out. Uh, one's called Welcome to Night Vale. And one's called It Devours. Uh, those are their first two. Um, and, uh, I have another book, but I can't see. Oh, um, there's, um, what's the name of that? Hang on. Let me step back from the, from the mic for a second and see it. What's it called? Okay. Uh, this book is called The Vegetarian. And it's written Sounds by, it's, it's really good. It's written by this, uh, I think she's Korean. Um, she's this Korean, like, English teacher. And she wrote this, she wrote this book. She has, like, three or two or three out. Um, I want to read her other one. It's good. <laughs> like, when you think it's leading nowhere, you're like, okay and like you turn the page and wait what's happening and then you Mm. like okay well it's not going anywhere and you turn the page again you're like wait what happened it's so good it's psychological without being psychological and i bought that book uh when i was in oregon i bought that book at a bookstore there check that one out too do it i can send you a whole bunch of books that are like really good that hold your interest yeah it's just Send me a list or take pictures of them or something. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll take pictures because I'm a very casual, very lazy reader. And I can... Okay. If it's a book that holds my interest, you know it's something worth reading because yeah. I can't... If I can't put the book down, that speaks volumes about the book. Okay, good. Because I'm the same way. <laughs> Whereas my mom can read like a book like the size of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows in like an hour. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I wish I could read that fast. Me too. I read so much. Because I turned her on to the Hunger Games, and she, I was on the second book. I want to say like three or four <laughs> chapters in, and she said she came home, and she was like, I bought the Hunger Games books. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I could have let you borrow mine. And she said, I read faster than you do. And I was like, okay. And... <laughs> I knew she read fast, but not this fast. One day she was like, ugh, I finished The Hunger Games. I'm on like, I'm halfway through Catching Fire. And I'm like, it's been eight hours since you brought those books <laughs> home. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I told you I, re- I read fast. And then like the next day she was like, ugh, I finished the series. It's so good. <laughs> How do you even absorb anything that you're reading? I was like, what the hell? And she's like, I can't wait for the movies. <laughs> I was like, I have to like, as I'm reading, I'm also like playing a movie in my head. That's part of why it takes me so long to read stuff. Same. 
It also took me a while to, well, not, it didn't take me like too long to read Matthew McConaughey's book, but I kept reading it like Matthew McConaughey's. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you can't not hear his voice when you're reading it. I couldn't. <laughs> it was terrible. He was like, I was floating on the Amazon on my back. It was great. That's how I read the book. And I was like, I can't do this. I got to read it normally because i'll right. read this book well into 2024 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i've been writing this book long before i got paid to write this book. Uh, right seriously i was like, like you need any more money matthew mcconaughey mm. but, uh yeah there was a there was a really good thing he wrote at the end of the book um he kind of sums up like all lives matter versus black lives matter. And I've oh, interesting. And I've known. I'm like I know what black lives matter is. And he was talking about uh like t- he was talking about 2020 and COVID and how it's kind of like how it's affected people and there was like he was like 2020 has been like a world pull of for a year. There's been like there's been COVID. There's been the death of George George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all of this, and people complaining like all lives matter. And he said, okay, well, all lives matter can't be a thing until Black Lives Matter. And people need to realize the importance of what they're actually trying to say, mm-hmm. and they're not discriminating against anybody. Whereas people that are white or have been the dominant color as you can say for years are threatened by black lives matter it was a very he just summed it up in like a literal sentence and it was so good interesting i was like dude this book is amazing dude dude all right all right this pet chapter, <laughs> all, right, all right what i need <laughs> so good <laughs> I was working, air quotes, and I was reading the book and just moving the mouse. <laughs> He's keeping the computer awake. I was like, okay, I've read like four pages. Let me like type this clip. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and more reading. That's all I wanted to do <sighs> was read. <sighs> Blur. It's almost bedtime. Is it? <laughs> you said have- it's dark early. Like I just want to go to bed at like nine thirty. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, why am I so tired right now? It's just barely eight o'clock. I'm so hungry right now because I'm. Oh my bra- god, me too. I'm meeting a friend for like dinner. Uh, I normally have eaten like fifty-five minutes ago. Because I don't even eat at like five o'clock or five thirty, mm-hmm. and we're waiting until later. And I'm like, "You are messing up my schedule." <laughs> but I was like, "Okay, I'm doing this." So, uh, <laughs> uh, let's end the episode here. Uh, if you want to keep talking, we can, but we'll end the episode here because I'm pretty sure we've been talking for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty good runtime there. It's a pretty good long episode. Uh, an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, if anyone actually feels like it, and I already know that you don't, write in. <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram at the Sexy Phone Podcast or write in 
to the sexy phone podcast at gmail.com about your weird customer stories. I know you won't, but I'd appreciate it if you did. Um, Please do somebody, anybody. Yeah. Like I'll, I mean, I'll follow you back. I'll call you. I don't know what you want. I'll send you money. I won't do that. Um, no, I won't. But like, I just want to know people are listening and I see that you are because I have the, the statistics of the podcast world in front of me. You're listening. Messaging. Well, maybe, maybe it's because our podcasts are so long that they never make it to the end and they don't I'm, hear this part. You're right. I should, I'll record something at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just be like, if you want to write in, please. Um, Tell us how long you make it into the episode. I feel like <laughs> people make it all the way through because you just put pod, you put podcasts on and you just like get, you know, numb and yeah. you're just like whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we'll end it here. Um, if you want to keep talking afterwards, we can because that will be great. And uh, yeah. Anyway, bye. Bye. Uh, I don't know how to stop recording. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go.